Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jason Dedeker, how are we doing today? It's a snowstorm outside. That's how we're doing today. <laughs> yeah, where you are, not where I am. Yeah, we woke up to flurries of snow all over the place. The streets are all covered with snow. This weekend, we're going to, I think it's on Saturday, we're going to have a high of negative four. So it is an exciting time to be that's in Minnesota horrifying. right now. Yeah, we have tickets to go walk around on a frozen lake because I guess that's what they charge money for out here in <laughs> that's Minnesota. That's very cool. <laughs> that sounds really fun, like in theory. I said that I, I it, to both of you. You were talking about like your beautiful, snowy, you know, outdoors experience. And I... I kind of was jealous, but then I was like, no, I'm warm and it's 60 degrees in Los Angeles right now. So it's all right. I'm okay with that. I can't even imagine. I have acclimated, not in the sense of getting used to it, but more in the sense of now when there's a day that's 32 degrees, I'm like, whoa, it's beautiful. It's balmy. Wow. So comfortable. Want to walk around outside, have a barbecue. That's incredible. Wow. No, and I would just be dying in 32, just completely crawled Uh into a blankie. Yeah. Well, also... Uh, Jace, why don't you talk about the special segment or tease it just slightly that we've got going on at the end of the episode today? Yeah, so slight tease for everyone out there. We have a new segment that we're going to be doing for the next, I don't know, roughly year and a half. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So be sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode to check that out. And that's it. I'm not going to say any more. I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. They they got to wait. Yeah. Wow. All right. Got to make work for it. I know last time we talked about porcupines, and yes. that was fun. And <laughs> lots I looked of animals. Up, yes, lots of animals. Wait, ostriches and goats dancing? Yeah, it was like he was predicting about how Yahweh is going to make it just a desolate place, that it's like a swamp with mm. full of porcupine, porcupines. Porcupines. Uh-huh. Like exploding porcupines <laughs> or porcupines. Yeah. And a place where ostriches and goats just love to dance. Well, and remember, a terrible place to be. And the wolves were gonna like howl in your castles, and it was just yes. whole sort of fantasy wonderland, really. Yeah, that sounds kind of fun, but then also I don't know. I'm sad for these animals that probably are gonna die by Yahweh's hand or something. No, no, that's the opposite. He's going to make oh. it so, so oh, he's appealing. going to make it beautiful. So unappealing to humans, but very appealing to I porcupines. I see. Thank you. Okay. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't exactly know if that would be the case. I'm sure, like, if it were appealing for the animals, it would also be fairly okay for the humans, but whatever. Whatever, God, I whatever. I mean, say that to the po- polar bells. Po- oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what is... <laughs> 
Dedeker's oh already drunk. Already drunk. What is, already I literally had two sips ready. of beer. What is, I cannot say the names of animals today. I'm going to okay. stop. All right. Well, what, what are you drinking? What's happening over there? Um, okay. So this is wild. Um, so I picked out this beer from Indeed Brewing Company, which is based here Indeed. in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, it's their Chai Velvet beer which is ale with chai spices and lactose. It's interesting. They put lactose, not like milk or cream. They're like but lactose. lactose. That's what Still can't want. drink it personally, now, but yes. I actually, it's quite nice. It's very subtle. Like you think that it'd be like kind of overpowering, but it's this really nice, subtly chai flavor with like a little bit of creaminess, like a cream ale almost. Um, is I'm it into a it. heavy beer? Like what's the, what's the percentage? Uh, the percentage is 7.5. So okay. not nearly... So the monster Mid-line. that I had last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of mid-range. Um, I've been really enjoying it so far, although I guess it's been messing me up. <laughs> <laughs> Just having my it near you. My right. tongue is like, what flavor? I became so confused. I'm going to forget English. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> Jace, what are you drinking today? So I have really been enjoying being in Minnesota and getting all the local beers because there's a ton of local breweries around here. And this one is from Bad Weather Brewing Company, which fits is what's currently happening outside your window i I bought this purely for the name it's called hopromancer and oh that's cute they even really like leaned into the whole sort of role-playing game type thing and on the back there's like little sliders of how how much color how much malt how much hops so this has like a pretty high stat score for hops but kind of like middle to low on malt and color Anyway, it turns out to be pretty tasty, even though I bought it. Oh, that's lovely. Really just for the name. But it's quite nice. Well, what is a hop romancer? Is that someone who raises dead hops from the dead? And then uh, creates like delicious hops. beer? Yeah, like already spent hops that are gross, like the mash that no one wants, but they make a delicious beer out mm, of it. Maybe they take like the hops that have already been used to make beers and they like revive them and make new beers. They take with the them. garbage hops. The garbage, the garbage hops, hops, exactly. Yes. Okay. Like the garbage grapes. Perfect. Yeah. That's it. Perfect. There you go. Emily, beautiful. what beautiful drink do you have for us today? Well, I had some basil and I had some cucumbers, so I made a basil cucumber martini. Oh, um, garden of cucumbers. Yeah, it I is kind it. of a, a beautiful garden drink just uh muddle some basil and cucumber throw in some lime i also put in contro because i saw that in like a for a little bit of an orangey flavor to kind of complement the freshness um and then just some agave and gin so it's quite lovely yeah it tastes very refreshing although i'm assuming it is high much higher in proof (laughs) than both of what you're drinking you gotta be careful Mm -hmm. well we have a fairly big episode today. Last yeah. week was kind of small. This is a big one. Mm-hmm. So maybe we won't have so many witty repartee moments as we usually do. Are, are kinda... you kidding me? We're going to make sure that Jace cranks that Jokometer to freaking 11 <laughs> okay. this time. Yeah, okay. that's true. <laughs> that's very important. Absolutely. Okay. All right, so what are we reading today? Yeah, today we are continuing on with... Isaiah chapters, what, 15 through 19. Five chapters wow. of Isaiah today. Five chapters of wild, short, but... wild prophecies. If you want to read along with us, you can go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash read. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, Isaiah 15. 
Isaiah 15. The burden of Moab, period. For Is that the header? I, I don't know. Is that supposed to be the header? Do you see a header in other translations, Chase? The NIV says a prophecy against Moab, colon. The message says oh. a message concerning Moab, colon. Okay. Okay. So R-E-B-C-C Moab. <laughs> <laughs> For in a night, R of Moab is laid waste and brought to nothing. For in a night, Kir of Moab is laid waste and brought to nothing. They are gone up to Baeth and to Dibon, to the high places to weep. Moab wails over Nebo and over Mediba. On all their heads is baldness. Oh. Every beard is cut off. Oh, gosh. We learned that's oh, like the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not supposed to ever cut their beards. Is it an ever situation? I don't know. This is, these are the Moabites. Moabites, I don't know. They follow different rules the, with the, their okay. beards. The people who got shamed with their beards way back with uh, Saul oh, right. was like shaving half their beard off, I think. And also oh, yeah. cutting off like the bottom half of their their yeah, dresses. Yeah, so their junk was hanging out. Yeah. So yes, a little, little bit yes. different. But I, I think this okay. is supposed to be bad, though. That they're all, okay. that their heads are shaved and their beards are shaved is N- no good. In their streets, they gird themselves with sackcloth. On their housetops and in their broad places, everyone wails, weeping abundantly. Heshbon cries out and <laughs> their voice is heard, even to Jahaz. Therefore, the armed men of Moab cry aloud. His soul trembles within him. <laughs> My heart cries out for Moab. Her nobles flee to Zoar, to Eglath Shalishia. For by the ascent of Luhith, with weeping they go up. For in the way of Horonaim, they raise up a cry of destruction. Getting lots of name drops. Emily, aren't you this glad? Time around. Aren't you glad the yes. Stedeker got this yes, one? Yes, I am. Absolutely. <laughs> that is just what I was thinking. I'm like, ooh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> it's lovely. For the waters of Nimrim shall be desolate. Ooh, Nimrim. Nimrim. That's good. Yeah. You're in Nimrim. <laughs> I wish, I think maybe for the bonus, we should try to find out what are these places actually? Where are they? Sure, do they correspond do to any kind of real life? location we've heard some of these before like have, like jahaz yeah. mm-hmm. hands we've been to mm-hmm. before jahaz, yes, jahaz hands. hands yes for the grass is withered away the tender grass fails there is no green thing therefore the abundance they have gotten and that which they have laid up shall they carry away over the brook of the willows for the cry is gone round about the borders of moab the wailing of it to eglaim and the wailing of it to beer elim for the waters of Demon are full of blood. For Whoa. I will bring yet more on Demon, a lion on them of Moab that escape a lion. Okay, hold on. A lion. Okay. On them of Moab is that this escape. A... It's like a pox on both your houses. Is it a metaphorical lion? It could be. It could be quite literal, though. Yahweh loves using literal I'm, lions. Yes, I exactly. That's why I'm lessons. asking. Yeah. So okay. the I'm looking for the best translation here, and the King James okay. says, "Lions upon him that escapeth of Moab." So it's maybe good. like even the ones who escape will then get eaten by lions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. A lion on them of Moab that escape, and on the remnant of the land. That's the end of the chapter. Well, so, short, sweet wow. prophecy. Love that. Moab's like super effed. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's prophesied that they're super effed. Okay. Yes. 
Okay, chapter 16. Send you the lambs for the ruler of the land from Selah to the wilderness, to the mountain of the daughter of Zion. For it shall be that as wandering birds, as a scattered nest, so shall the daughters of Moab be at the fords of the Arnon. Really little... still continuing with the animals. Yeah. There's so I many know. animals. It's great. Well, he ju- he likes them. Maybe he's a zookeeper. He's like Matthew. What is it? Not Matthew. Who's the guy in We Bought a Zoo? <laughs> Oh, Matt Damon. Matt, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. It is Matthew. That Matthew Damon. Matthew. <laughs> that wasn't. <laughs> yes, Matthew Damon and Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Yeah, okay. correct. Cool. Give counsel. Execute justice. Make your shade as the night in the midst of the noonday. Hide the outcasts. Don't betray the fugitive. Let my outcasts dwell with you. As for Moab, be a covert to him from the face of the destroyer. Wait, I'm sorry. The... What? Who I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just know. rolling with it. I'm just rolling with it until we get something. I'm that just makes letting some it sense. wash over me. Yeah, you kind of. I'm just kind of like a trip, right? You just like sh- like I yeah, said, do it sure. right now. Okay, yeah, you got to just yeah. not resist it and just let it wash over you, and yeah. then it all makes sense later. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna look the at the message anyway to try to understand <laughs> why you're <laughs> like. This. But I really need, <laughs> need some uh, context uh, here. A buzzkill. What a Debbie For the downer. extortioner is brought to nothing. Destruction ceases and the oppressors are consumed out of the land. A throne shall be established in loving kindness. Oh. And one shall sit thereon in truth in the tent of David, judging and seeking justice and swift to do righteousness. We have heard of the pride of Moab, that he is very proud, even of his ignorance and Arrogance. his pride. And, or sorry, even of his arrogance and his pride. Did I mention his pride? I like, you know <laughs> what? I really love the idea of being proud of your arrogance. Because then it's just sort of a perpetual circle of just always feeling great about yourself, you know? That's true. Maybe that's the key to just perpetual happiness. Yeah, exactly. The, um, and perpetual unhappiness for everyone around you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> even of his arrogance and his pride and his wrath, his boastings are nothing. Therefore shall Moab wail for Moab. Everyone shall wail. Ugh. You're going to wail. And you're going to wail. <laughs> you're going to wail. For the raisin cakes of Kir Haraseth shall you mourn, utterly stricken. Raisin cakes. What? Raisin- What's a raisin cake? Is it? Well, what does it sound like? It's got to be a cake of raisins, right? Yeah, or maybe it's like a delicious like rum raisin cake. That'd well, be that, tasty. I, I, exactly. I wanted you to give me like a Fig Newton equivalent. <laughs> right. This is, this is the Fig Newton equivalent, but for the Moabites. This okay. is what they use for healing their kings when their kings say, have gross is, infected wounds. Is Raisin Newtons, yeah. <laughs> raisin yeah. Newtons. In, in the message, she translates it as fruitcakes. Oh. Okay. Which, well, that, could be any, that could be anything then. No one's weeping for fruitcakes or mourning for fruitcakes. A raisin cake, though, a delicious rum raisin cake or like a raisin bagel or like a cinnamon raisin something or other, I'd, I would mourn for that if it was taken away from me. I would be utterly stricken. Yeah. If you offered me some cinnamon raisin toast and then took it away, mm. I would cry. This must have if been... This must have been one of the like a delicacy in their area, kind of like Turkish delights or something. Where when you have one now, you're like, mm, you're like, what? Okay. Why did Edmund sell out his family for this? Right, but maybe <laughs> at the time they were really into these fruitcakes. Well, raisin before cakes. there was like refined sugar. Yeah, raisins are like the best thing you've ever had. Well, <laughs> if it were a cinnamon raisin cookie, I'd be all about it. But otherwise, whatever. How are you on oatmeal raisin? Yeah, that too. Love that. 
Love mm. those. Everyone hates them. Love them. No, okay. they're so good. All right. So for the raisin cake slash cookie slash Newtons of Kira Haraseth, shall you mourn utterly stricken? For the fields of Heshbon languish and the vine of Sibma, the lords of the nations have broken down the choice branches of it, which reached even to Jazer, which wandered into the wilderness. Its shoots were spread abroad. They passed over the sea. Therefore, I will weep with the weeping of Jazer for the vine of Sibma. I will water you with my tears, Heshbon and Elia, for on your <laughs> summer fruits... For on your summer fruits and on your harvest, the battle shout has fallen. I feel like there's a fair amount of metaphor here that I'm not picking up on. Jace, do you want to remember when you were looking up stuff and yes. then you never like told us what you looked up? So I was so I'm doing sort of a, a meta version of what Dedeker said, where she's just letting it wash over her. And I'm reading along not. at the same time in the message and also letting it wash over me because it's also <laughs> difficult to understand. Because okay. like I just can't ever tell who you is and who I is in this context, right? I is probably is it Isaiah? Is it Yahweh? Is it Israel? Know. That's the thing. I just don't know. But like, okay, here's here's what I've taken away from this though is okay the thing about uh, like calling out to like be saved or whatever is saying that when this happens, Moab is going to call out to Israel, saying, take us in, give us shelter, please help us. But then it goes right on to be like, and we've all heard of their pride, their world-famous pride. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yeah, and then that's the thing. And then it goes on. It's like, I'll mingle my tears with yours. The joyful shouting at harvest is gone. I'm like, are you actually sad? Or is it like, I cry for you. This is the world's smallest violin. Like, I don't, you know. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Mm. That's good. Yeah. He's just being this sassy. Hurt, it's like, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, summer fruits, yes. Gladness is taken away and joy out of the fruitful field. And in the vineyards, there shall be no singing, oh, neither joyful yeah. noise. Nobody shall tread out wine in the presses. I have made the vintage shout to cease. Do you shout when you're making wine? Is it? A, I guess it's a party. I, don't I guess know. if we're all you're gathering like, and yeah. we're like crushing, if we're like crushing grapes, it's it's a party, <laughs> like right? You're not, like in The Sims, Dedeker. Blonana. <laughs> That's what they're doing. <laughs> they're crushing grapes and making yeah. joyful noises. Exactly. Why my heart sounds like a harp for Moab and my inward parts for Kier Harris. Oh my. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) What's the relationship here exactly? Is Kier Harris a guy that he's like my inward parts long for it? Definitely a place. I thought Kier Harris was the place where the raisin cakes came from that they don't have in Moab anymore. No, that's that's Kier Harriseth. Different. Ah, shoot. Uh, apparently, Kir is a city in Moab during in the Bible, according to Wikipedia, okay. at least. So okay. I think it's just another well, big city. I mean, we got that much information. But what's the inward parts? Inward parts. Some people are saying your kidneys. <laughs> Some people <laughs> are saying... Spleen, maybe. Wait, what is mm. this? Someone said his bowels sound like a harp? Oh, what? yeah, that's a thing that in... Okay, this is purely like third-hand information. Okay. So all y'all okay. out there who are actual scholars, feel free to correct me if you must. Just be gentle. But what I heard <laughs> is that 
in the West for many hundreds of years, not from the beginning of time, but for many hundreds of years, we consider the heart to be the seat of our emotions, right? Okay. You know, we have all these metaphors about your heart yeah, breaking yeah. or being full or open, sure. all those things. And yeah. that in many places in the ancient world and specifically in the ancient Hebrew world, it was actually your bowels, your gut. Oh, it's like, you know, wait, wait, it's like your that baby is I, your emotion. Baby, I love you so much. It makes me want to shh. No, poop. really. Makes me want to poop. <laughs> makes me want to poop. Love you so much. It makes me want to poop. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember okay. there was a Christian comedian who made a joke about like my achy breaky bowels and stuff like that. Oh, that's good. So oh, that's good. <laughs> so I think that's the thing is this was yeah. this was probably translated from the Hebrew word for actually bowels, meaning the seat of one's emotions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's true though because it's like when you're scared or excited, you get this but- butterflies in your stomach. And yeah. No, yeah. You, you, or, yeah. The, or the, you know, rock in the pit of your stomach, whatever it is. So totally. it makes sense why why you could come to that conclusion. I'm looking up these inward parts here. And, and? Uh, I mean, the translations that the translators over the years have done. Uh, the Jewish Bible says everything in me. Uh, the king, Every, Everything. Everything in me. In me. In me, yep. The King James just says, and mine inward parts, which is great. Mine inward parts. Uh, NIV says, my inmost being. And Mm -hmm. the message says, my soul. I think we can look this up with the bonus and see, get down to the bottom what the actual word is. It's funny that one conflates like my soul with my bowels. Hmm. (laughs) But where does the soul live, Emily? I don't know. I feel like it's just an abstract thing more than anything. Mm. All right, right in the rectum. That's what I say. <laughs> I don't know if it like is it within a body part. It's not. Yeah, I. I don't know. It seems fairly abstract, like an abstract concept to me. Okay, bring it home, Dedeker. It shall happen. When Moab presents himself, when he wearies himself on the high place and shall come to his sanctuary to pray, that he shall not prevail. This is the word that Yahweh spoke concerning Moab in time past. But now Yahweh has spoken, saying, Within three years, as the years of a hireling, the glory of Moab shall be brought into contempt with all his great multitude, and the remnant shall be very small and of no account. What? The end. Wow. Of the chapter. Yeah. Okay. Can I, can I read you happened? that conclusion from the message here? Please. Please. So, okay. Please do. So everything you read up to this point was all indented. Like it was part of a poem. In this case, I guess part of a prophecy up until okay. the last two verses. And then it unindents. And it says, this is God's earlier message on Moab. <laughs> like he made like a it was read it read like you know, he redacted ago. this statement like what happened here? like a voicemail maybe i don't know <laughs> so this is god's earlier message on moab god's updated message is in three <gasps> years no longer than the term of an enlisted soldier moab's impressive presence will be gone that splendid hot air balloon will be punctured and instead <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? And in, that metaphors the kids will understand, you know. Hot Eugene. air balloon, you know. <laughs> Do, how out of touch was Eugene, though? Like, just a, at least a bit. Like, I don't quite know. Hot a bit. air balloons are pretty rad. I mean, they are I mean sure. Cool. I've never been on one you have, Dedeker. I've been in like three. Oh, 
Wow. God. No, actually just two. Two. I've been in two. Still. It's almost three. Gosh. <laughs> They're rad. Two is almost three. Engine? You're right. You're right. Hold on. Just a couple last okay. lines yeah. here. And instead of a vigorous population, just a few shuffling bums panhandling handouts. Shuffling bums. Just like the three of us. handouts. That's definitely what we are. <laughs> Shuffling along off to Buffalo. Um, oh, wow. Anyway, that's, oh, wow. that's Eugene. I love Isaiah. Eugene, ladies and gentlemen. I, and Eugene. I love Eugene, too. <laughs> I love Eugene trying to translate Isaiah. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's, he's doing his best. Okay, he is. He's doing his best. It's a delight. I just, okay. I mean, if you think about it, Eugene, like, around the time that the message came out, was already in his, like, 60s 50s or 60s exactly. something like that he had no so, reason whatsoever to actually boomer. be in touch in normal life yeah exactly yeah, yeah he's a, he's a boomer and that's fine i think he's, he's trying his best i think he's pre-boomer. is he, is he like slightly, is he the greatest boomer is he of the greatest generation he's he, probably in between i mean he is the greatest <laughs> so yeah uh baby boomers are people born from 1946 on and eugene was born in 1932 uh-huh. Right. <gasps> he is in the kind of greatest generation. <laughs> uh, that actually, was like during World War II uh, or a little bit before. His generation is known as the silent generation. Yes, that's the one. Oh, how sad. That's kind of sad. It is a little sad. Yeah. Well, it is like, sad. There's like, can we, I'm sorry. Can and we then talk over about, here and then in uh, the middle we, is the silent one. We talk okay, about topics okay, that sorry, are more relevant sorry. to us, like like people enjoying our show and sharing it with their friends. and Yeah. Oh. Helping us I guess. Just keep doing it. Yeah. So before we go on, we want to take a quick moment to talk to those of you in the silent generation. No, like every and- <laughs> like everyone else too. Also everyone else. Don't you know what? Okay, regardless of your generation, don't let your generation be known as the silent generation because you didn't tell everyone about how much you love drunk Bible study. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> go out. Don't let it happen again. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> and we're back. I think it's my turn, right? That's you. Oh, boy. Here we go. Damascus, colon, a pile of dust and, ru- dust and rubble. It's foreboding. Okay, so basically, he in this grouping of chapters, he's just talking about all of the... Well, like the neighboring kingdoms. And, and murdering them. Getting yeah. rid of them. How how badly they're destroying them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How sad. The burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city. It shall be a ruinous heap. The <laughs> cities of Aror Aror are forsaken. They shall be for flocks which shall lie down, and none shall make them afraid. The fortress shall cease from Ephraim and the kingdom of Dam- from Damascus and the remnant of Syria. They shall be as the glory of the children of Israel, says Yahweh of hosts. It shall happen in that day that the glory of Jacob. <coughs> I did not voice lesson today, so my high notes are not very warmed up. Sorry. Um, it shall happen in that day that the glory of Jacob shall be made thin, and the fatness of his flesh shall wean lax. Whoa. Ew, the, what? Weird. His wait, the, the what of his flesh? Fatness. Fatness like of the, his flesh. Maybe maybe they mean like the the uh collagen? <laughs> <laughs> like 
Like that his like flesh is going to hang because he's too skinny because he's starving or Gross. something. Okay. It shall be as when the harvester gathers the standing grain and his arm reaps the ears. Yes, it shall be as when one gleans ears in the valley of Rephraim. Oh, Rephraim? My favorite pastime. Yeah. Gleans ears, reaps ears. ears. Yeah, like the ears of wheat. Like corn? Oh. But of wheat. wheat. Are they also called ears? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. They're from a similar family. They're all grains. All right. Yeah. Yes, there shall be left therein gleanings as the shaking of an olive tree, two or three berries in the top of the upmost uppermost bough, four or five in the outmost branches of a fruitful tree, says Yahweh, the God of Israel. That, like, <laughs> <laughs> quick tangent about like olive trees. Big <laughs> trees, and they're all over the place. What is happening? What? I guess this is all a metaphor. The message here says... Yeah, last week was all animals. Now it's all agriculture. <laughs> it's animals and agriculture. Mm-hmm. Or... Animal agriculture. Yes. Or like a couple of ripe olives overlooked in the top of the olive tree. Or the five or four apples that the pickers <laughs> couldn't reach in the orchard. Uh, gotta fire them pickers. Yeah. So I'm playing Breath of the Wild again right now. And I played it with my mom and she loves watching me play video games. And it's funny because every single time we pass an apple tree, she's like, apples, 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 <laughs> apples. There's so many, though, is a thing. Exactly. Like, you end up with 600 yeah, apples by the exactly. end of that game. It's like, no one cares. You have an apple party, but no, I made it was so many hilarious. apple stews in that game. She's like, game. get the apples, yeah. apples, apples. So that's what I, <laughs> what I think is happening here. Uh, okay. In that day shall men look at look to their maker, and their eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel. They shall not look to the altars, the work of their hands, neither shall they have respect to that which their fingers have made, either the Asherim or the sun images. Mm. What's a sun image? Yeah, that's like new. A, like a... A shadow. We we got. No, I'm assuming it's a worship of the sun, right? Yeah. Like creating an idol uh, that involves mm-hmm. worshiping the sun, which is a super common thing. Because why wouldn't you, really? Yeah, I mean, of all the things <laughs> that are clearly a god, the sun is one of them. Of all the things that clearly, <laughs> like, literally have a grip on your life or death, <laughs> uh, the sun, pretty fundamentally. Yeah, I suppose you're right. In that day shall their strong cities be as the forsaken places in the wood and on the mountaintop, which were forsaken from before the children of Israel, and it shall be a desolation. For you have forgotten the God of your salvation and have not been mindful of the rock of your strength. Therefore, you plant pleasant plants, (laughs) set it with strange slips. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Wait, what? No, I'm out. (laughs) I was in for pleasant plants. I'm out for strange slips. Uh, what is happening? Yeah. Okay, pleasant plants. Let's let's take it one piece at a time. Like a nice ficus, a nice little succulent there. Yeah, a little a, succulent a terrarium. Pothos. Oh yeah. Okay, that's pleasant. Yeah. But then what's yeah, this like about slips? Strange slips. They're just strange, Jace. They're strange. What's Eugene say? What, what does, does Eugene say? say? Uh, and so, even though you are very religious, planting all sorts of bushes and herbs and trees to honor and influence your fertility gods. Oh. Mm. And even though that's you make the, them... I, that's the opposite of the rape of the earth. You can't be doing that. Come on <laughs> wow, now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and even though you make them grow so well, bursting with buds and sprouts and blossoms, nothing will come of them. Instead of a harvest, you'll you'll get nothing but grief and pain. Pain, pain. It's pain oh, three times. Okay. <laughs> you, calm down, Eugene. She is. <laughs> He's a ridiculous human. Okay. okay. He's like, how dare you plant trees? <laughs> yeah. No, it, he, Yahweh how hates dare that trees. be a part of your worship of the earth? Yeah. Well, they probably had so many back then. It would, deforestation wasn't happening at this point. Like... As much as it I happens mean, now, we're cutting down trees. Not to the level I know, that we're cutting down trees. Come on, Dedeker, but... come on. They didn't have like machinery. <laughs> That's true. Real machinery. They did not have real machinery. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> in the day of your planting, you hedge it in. Clever. And it's That's good. That's good. Hedging. I like that. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. And in the morning, you make your seed to blossom, but the harvest flees away in the day of grief and of desperate sorrow. That's pain, uh, pain, pain. That's, okay. that's what pain, that pain, was. Pain, yeah. pain, pain. Ah, the uproar of many peoples who roar like the roaring of the seas and the rushing of nations that rush like the rushing of mighty waters. <laughs> the nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters. Yeah, we got it, Isaiah. <laughs> but he shall rebuke them and they shall flee far off and shall be chased as the chaff of the mountains before the wind and like the whirling dust before the storm. Wow. At evening, behold, terror, and before the morning there, they are no more. This is the portion of those who despoil us, and the lot of those who rob us. I could say there's something, about? A, I don't know. there's something a little bit refreshing about all of these bad prophecies and like talking about all the terrible stuff that's going to happen. Having it directed at the enemies of the Israelites rather than it being Yahweh being like, this is what's going to happen, like th literally threatening the Israelites with like, right. this is what's going to happen if you don't honor me. Yeah. I mean, I'm true. sure there's a little bit of that sprinkled in here. It's kind of the implication of like, if you do the things that these other people do, you're going to get the same treatment. Yeah. But there's something that's kind of nice, at least about, I guess, reveling in the punishment that our oppressors are going to get. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting though, because the whole prediction is that in like the earlier one about three years time for Damascus is when they'll all be, you know, laid low. But from what we know, it's like a few hundred years after this point that Israel finally gets free of being oppressed by the so Syrians. So this is just fantasizing. And, yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. It's interesting that people still really rely on Isaiah instead of being like, mm, he guessed wrong. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, <sighs> Okay, shall we move on to chapter 18? Do it. Please. Ah, the land of the rustling of wings, which is beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, that sends ambassadors by the sea, even in vessels of papyrus on the waters, saying, Go, you swift messengers, to a nation tall and smooth, to a people awesome from their beginning onward. <laughs> A nation that measures out and treads down, whose land the rivers divide. That's great. Cool. That sounds awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is awesome. Literally awesome All, people. Literally, yeah. All you inhabitants of the world and you dwellers on this earth, when an ensign is lifted up on the mountains, look, and when the trumpet is blown, listen. 
Listen, for thus has Yahweh said to me, I will be still, and I will see in my dwelling place like a clear heat and sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the blossom is over, <laughs> it's so over, and the flower becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the sprigs with pruning hooks, and the spreading branches will he take mm. away and cut down. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do people read this and understand it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that if you grew up in an agricultural and ranching community 3,000 years ago, yes. Hmm. Interesting. I'm talking about like your average Bible study student. Can you paint a picture of what you perceive little to be Dedeker, the average? And, and okay. granted, little Dedeker and big Dedeker are very cerebral, very very smart. So I don't know. I mean, like, okay, did you understand? You didn't read the. You didn't, come on. You didn't read this. I no, I no, didn't read this. None of us read what are you this. talking yeah. about? Little Dedeker didn't read any of this. My my guess though, if... she definitely would not have read this voluntarily on her own time. <laughs> right. Ooh, okay. As yeah. as good of a student she was, uh-huh. as much of an A mm. student, she was not reading the Bible outside of times unless she was forced to. Right. So yeah. she would have needed yeah. a grade for this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, give me an A and I'll read it, but I mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll understand it totally. Exactly. Or would you have? Yes. I okay. My guess, though, realistically, though, of reading this, like I'm imagining myself, you know, years ago, reading this, you know, as a Christian and trying to make sense of it specifically from that lens, it would probably just be a lot of like, wow, a lot of metaphors I don't understand. Gosh, Isaiah was so much smarter than me. I think it'd kind of be that where you just sort of like I don't I don't know, but that's I'm not supposed to, right? He he got it. Well, but this is the whole point of having pastors. Of having sermons, well, of having people interpret- interpreting the text for yeah, you. Yeah, are they doing that? Is that... are Okay, okay, like, hear me out. Do you get one pastor who, interpret it, who interprets it, like, really differently than, like, a different pastor? Yes. Well, is that sure. a thing? Or is yes. it, like, all in sort of the same... Of course, sort of the same things going on here. I mean, every individual is going to want to bring their own kind of little individual mark to uh-huh. it. Right. And I mean, of course, you're going to have some pastors who are very want to be very intellectual with it. And so they're going to come to the sermon with like, yeah, and I looked up the, this Greek word actually means this. And so that's why we can actually Whoa. take the meaning to be this, you know, um, I don't know. Like it's a it's not necessarily a living text, but it is a text that is ripe for interpretation in many, many different ways. Please, please, former seminary boy, Jace, <laughs> please tell us. I was just gonna. I was just gonna jump on and say that. Okay, I think from pastor to pastor within the same denomination, for example, mm-hmm. you'll still get potentially fairly large differences about some things, but overall they kind of fit one relatively uniform narrative. But okay. if you go from pastor to pastor in different denominations, you could get very 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 extremely different interpretations of these mm-hmm. whoa mm-hmm. right i mean of of everything in the bible right of what things are literal what things are symbolism if they mm-hmm. are symbolism what are they symbolism of you know like there's <laughs> huge what are they symbolizing yeah huge differences yeah 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 okay okay we're almost done with this chapter okay. do it 
They shall be left together to the ravenous birds of the mountains. Here we go. And to the animals of the earth and the ravenous birds shall summer on them. What? You know, hang out in the summer. Relax. Yeah, it's like they like have the like ham- a summer. It's like, like the, the vulture's version of the Hamptons. Yeah, is they're summering just like a dead zebra on or the dead animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yikes. And the animals of the earth shall winter on them. So like <laughs> of the earth, so like the worms, maybe. Oh, got it. Gonna come up and nom nom nom. In that time, shall a present be brought to Yahweh of hosts from a people tall and smooth. Even from oh, a this people, is, this people. is that tall and smooth nation. I love it. Yeah, tall and smooth. Even from a people, awesome from their beginning onward. <laughs> okay, nation, these people, they're back. They're I love they're it. back. A nation that measures out and treads down, whose land the rivers divide, to the place of the name of Yahweh of Hosts, Mount Zion. Wow, I got to get to the bottom of this tall. And they're smooth Ethiopians, nation. right? They're, I thought they were talking about I Ethiopia. Thought, but he said, like, beyond Ethiopia. Did he? Could somewhere be Ethiopians. In, somewhere Why in Egypt. I'm, or Egypt. Somewhere well, I put in it, Africa, I'm assuming. I put it down in our bonus to okay, do okay. a little research. Okay. Who are these tall and smooth, beautiful people? Yes. But I think They're what we're supposed to get from this, though, awesome. based on the message version, though, is that they're tall and he says handsome instead of smooth, but we all know they're smooth. Tall and smooth and awesome, and that they, like even they are brought low enough to like come to Zion to be like, hey, here's tribute. We're you know we submit to you. What if by smooth he means like smooth operator? Ooh, I like that that they're they're smooth, like a smooth criminal. Smooth yeah. Operator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I like yeah. it. It's a good song. All right, last chapter of Isaiah for today, All chapter right, nineteen. Let's do it. This one has a heading. Anarchy and oh. chaos and killing. Whoa. Cool. That's the heading I mean, that's from the like, message. That's like half the Bible. Come <laughs> yeah, on. It's true. It's true. The burden of Egypt. Oh, so this one's about Egypt now. Behold, Yahweh rides on a swift cloud and comes <laughs> to Egypt. Cola. He's like a what are like the a dragon ball Mario? boy. No, what are the things oh, in Mario? Uh, Lakitus. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah he's a Lakitu. He's like beep. Beep, beep, go. <laughs> and then all the Mario Kart people go. Uh, okay. <laughs> good, good. Got it. That's Yahweh. And the idols of Egypt shall tremble in his presence, and the heart of Egypt shall melt in the midst of it. I will stir up the Egyptians against the Egyptians. And oh, God. <laughs> what? He loves fire eating fire, fiery mm. snakes fighting other fiery snakes, <laughs> and Egyptians fighting Egyptians. He loves just oh, civil internal conflict. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's what he <laughs> gets excited about. Good, okay. okay. Good, good, good job. They... Good, good, good job committing to the pit, yeah. Emily. I'm just, I, I didn't. Listen, <laughs> this is our PC show, okay? PC. Yeah. PC. Okay. So I gotcha. can't, like, Yep. Yeah, good, clean, fun okay. on this show. Good, clean, fun. I will stir and up drinks. the Egyptians against the Egyptians, colon, and they shall fight everyone against his brother and everyone against his neighbor, city against city and kingdom against kingdom. 
The spirit of Egypt shall fail in the midst of it, and I will destroy the counsel of it, and they shall seek to the idols and to the charmers and to those who have familiar spirits and mm. to wizards. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Heck yes. I will give over the Egyptians into the hand of a cruel lord, and a fierce king shall rule over them, says the Lord Yahweh of hosts. The waters shall fail from the sea, and the river shall be wasted and become dry. The rivers shall become foul. Oh. The streams of Egypt shall be diminished and dried up. The reeds and flags shall wither away. Didn't know flags could wither, but all right. The meadows by the Nile, by the brink of the Nile, and all the sown fields of the Nile shall become dry, be driven away, and be no more. The fishermen shall lament, and all those who cast angle into the Nile shall mourn, and those who spread nets on the waters shall languish. So hold on. So he's predicting the downfall of Egypt right now. Did that ever actually happen? I mean, eventually. I don't know if it was any time close to this. Wait. It's interesting. Write that for the bonus. Yeah, the fall of Did Egypt. Egypt ever fall? <laughs> I mean, I know there's been definitely some some yeah? shifts, some political shifts and okay. takeovers and stuff like that. But I've just, I'm not up with my history around this time, unfortunately. Okay. So to some people... Maybe that's obvious. So Annalise in the chat is pointing out that it did get conquered by Rome for a while. I guess that makes sense. But, but um, that would be much well, later. Rome is didn't not. Rome so much conquer, later. Wait, wait. Jesus dealt with Rome, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He dealt with them. He did deal with them. <laughs> they, they dealt with him, actually. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. There's some mutual dealing that happened. Okay. But yes, I I think what you're trying to say is that around the time of the Roman occupation of the Middle East, that was when Jesus was around. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Okay. Let me get back to how bad things are in Egypt. Moreover, those who work in combed flax and those who weave white cloth shall be confounded. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> just like, oh, my loom is all tangled. <laughs> the pillars of Egypt shall be broken to pieces, and all those who work for hire shall be grieved in soul. All the gig workers are going to get... Ugh. The princes of Zoan are utterly foolish. The council of the wisest counselors of Pharaoh is become brutish. How do you say to Pharaoh... I am the son of the wise, the son of ancient kings. Where then are your wise men? And let them tell you now, and let them know what Yahweh of hosts has purposed concerning Egypt. <laughs> what is this little drama that's playing out? This is a weird... <laughs> Isaiah was sketch. like, uh, I think that he had like a little bit of a brain fart here. And he just like couldn't quite write... <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, oh. Or maybe I that was to, the, I need to know. the World English Bible translation. <laughs> I need to know what Eugene says. How Eugene yeah. translates that little sketch. That that, that little, little sketch one play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me find the verse number here, starting verse ten. He says, "The princes of Zoan are fools. The advisers of Pharaoh stupid. How could any of you dare tell Pharaoh 
Trust me, I'm wise. I know what's going on. Why, I'm descended from the old wisdom of Egypt. There's not a wise man or woman left in the country. Uh, That's less exciting. Yeah. That's less exciting. I think it reads about the same as what we just read, really. Yeah. The princes of Zoan are become fools. The princes of Memphis are deceived. They have caused Egypt to go astray, who are the cornerstone of her tribes. Yahweh has mixed a spirit of perverseness in the midst of her. <laughs> mixed it? Oh. Like he like threw him into a pot and then like... I was thinking like a cocktail. Spirit. Yeah, I thought he was shaking up a cocktail of perverseness. <laughs> oh, see, I thought it was like double, double toil and trouble. Mm, like oh, here's I a... See. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to add a... a I don't know, frog ear to it or something. Do frogs have ears? No, probably like a not. wheat ear. A wheat ear. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's good. And they have caused Egypt to go astray in every work of it as a drunken man staggers in his vomit. Ew. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yuck. Yeah. Gross. Wow. Ick. That was very poignant. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Neither shall there be for Egypt any work which head or tail, palm branch or rush may do. Oh, and we learned about that. The palm branch and rush yes. means like the highborn and the lowborn. Yes. What, that, is the palm branch high because highborn, it's a palm? Because it's tall. Yes, and the rush grows out of like the water and the swamp, so it's yeah. cool. low. Okay. In that day shall the Egyptians be like women. Am I right? Ugh. Oh, God. God. <laughs> it's the worst. You know, women. you know, meetings with women take so long. Did you read yeah, that story like, today? We should let, yes, we should make, the, just, we should make know, the women not talk because they're talking too much and the women are too much. Like, it's like one person raises their hand and then they think everyone needs to talk. And yeah, so and that's the, why meetings take so long. The women are so talking too much. What? Yeah, Jace, this is what the, the like head of the Ol- Tokyo Olympics committee yeah. said today. Oh, In Japan. that doesn't surprise me at all, but that's no, it's, messed it's up. No, it's really not surprising. It's pretty on brand. Um, And he was regretful for and his he resigned but he no, resigned he, oh did he i yeah, thought wow. he said he had no intention of resigning those are two very different outcomes that to that was, story that was the headline that i saw in multiple places <laughs> like he's sorry but he has no intention of resigning he should resign <laughs> okay emily <laughs> wished it into reality <laughs> we'll tell what actually happened on our bonus episode okay yeah, sure we'll look it up and figure that out <laughs> gosh okay and they shall tremble and fear because of the shaking of the hand of Yahweh of hosts, which he shakes <laughs> over them. <laughs> like, uh, you. Uh, why you to the moon? <laughs> the land of Judah shall become a terror to Egypt. Everyone uh. to whom mention is made of it shall be afraid because of the purpose of Yahweh of hosts, which he purposes against it. In that day, there shall be five cities in the land of Egypt that speak the language of Canaan and swear to Yahweh of hosts. One shall be called the city of destruction. Cool. Cool. Mm. What metal. city was that? So metal. Is it just called the city of destruction? It, it says, doesn't like have yeah. a name other than that? Okay. Yeah, just the city of destruction. Cool. In that day, there shall be an altar to Yahweh in the midst of the land of Egypt and a pillar at the border of it to Yahweh. It shall be for a sign and for a witness to Yahweh of hosts in the land of Egypt, for they shall cry to Yahweh because of oppressors, and he will send them a savior and a defender, and he will deliver them. 
Yahweh shall be known to Egypt, and the Egyptians shall know Yahweh in that day. Yes, they shall worship with sacrifice and offering, and shall vow a vow to Yahweh, and shall perform it. I thought that Yahweh was over sacrifices. Yeah, I thought he'd moved on now, but is Isaiah talking about getting back to the good old days? Maybe. But this is also with Egypt. Maybe he's just like over it with Israel. He's over it with Israel, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yahweh. He's like, yeah, okay, give it to me, Egypt. Whatever. (laughs) Yahweh will strike Egypt, smiting and healing. And they shall. That's classic. (laughs) Okay. And they shall return to Yahweh, and he will be entreated of them and will heal them. In that day, there shall be a highway out of Egypt of Assyria, and the Assyrian shall come into Egypt, and the Egyptian into Assyria. That's how highways work. And the Egyptians <laughs> shall worship with the Assyrians. In that day, what kind of highway are we talking about? Yeah, here? okay, so like, he's prophesied like... a freeway uh-huh. between. <laughs> he's like, it's going to be really revolutionary for this time. <laughs> truly, like I got, entire... I got to look into like Isaiah's predictions about Egypt and which and ones have highways. actually come true. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love. Maybe life he's... is a highway. I'm going to ride it all night long. Maybe so we've Egypt. all been confused because he's looking way further into the future, and he's like. Guys, okay. Like, okay. let me tell you, there's going to be an like an interstate highway. I know that I doesn't mean anything to you. Way. Hold on, <laughs> you don't know what that is, but you will. Your kids are going to love it. <laughs> I'm pulling up Google Maps right now. Okay, is there a highway? I'm going to see if there's at least a driving route between Damascus, oh, I'm sure in Syria, and like Cairo. Okay, let's see what it says. They mentioned Memphis specifically. Excuse me? Me- Memphis. There's not not a driving, there's not a path to drive between Cairo and Memphis. Uh, Because you're always, because you're always walking in Memphis. (sighs) (laughs) Does Memphis, hold on. (laughs) Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, there is a highway. Okay. It takes, it's Route 15 slash Route 45 M. There it is. And uh, it takes 17 hours and 14 minutes to drive from Memphis in Egypt to Damascus. So he's right. He's right. There will be a highway and they will go from one to the other and back again. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> in that day, shall Israel be the third with Egypt and with Assyria? <laughs> They'll be their third. That's great. A blessing in the midst of the earth. Because Yahweh of hosts has blessed them, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, and Assyria, the work of my hands, and Israel, my inheritance. The end. What does that mean, my inheritance? He's going to, like, uh, get that when, what, his dad dies or something? <laughs> no, I think they inherit from him. I think it's yes. more like they get my inheritance. Cool. Y'all, that was a buck wild. You just never it. know what he's going to say it's next. It's boring, at least. It's I not appreciate like, that. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there are so many. I mean, there's so many books in this Bible that we've read where we're like, okay, we can probably expect more of the like, same this uh, week, like more kings slaying other kings or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like similar in that we're like, okay, we can probably expect more prophecies, but it's just you never know. Never know. You never know what he's going to say. Yeah. You, you never really know what's going to come out of his face. <laughs> And, and and that's what we have to look forward to next time. Uh-huh. But okay, okay, you've all but, waited. But? You've all waited through the whole episode, and now it is time for our brand new segment that you have to look forward to, and that is 
And now it's time for Silly Psalms with DBS, the part of the show where DBS comes out and reads a, a psalm. <laughs> okay, this is Silly Psalm 1. Let's do it. And I've never read this, but apparently Dedeker had to memorize it. So I had let's... to memorize this one as a baby. Okay. Yes. All right, here we go. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of Yahweh. On his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the streams of water that brings forth its fruits in its season, whose leaf also does not wither. Whatever he does shall prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For Yahweh knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. Yay. Okay. What a silly psalm that was. It was silly, and I don't really know what happened, but I'm glad that everyone liked <laughs> it's, it. It's just, you know, be good, follow Yahweh, yeah, stuff like that. Yahweh's I'm gonna the, hit you, the way. Yahweh's the way. I'm going to hit you with our second silly psalm. Oh, yay. Why do the nations rage, and the peoples plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth take a stand, and the rulers take counsel together against Yahweh and against his anointed, saying... Let's break their bonds apart and cast their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens will laugh. The Lord will have them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his wrath. <laughs> Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will tell of the decree. Yahweh said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Wait, who's you? I think David, David's writing this stuff. Oh, probably David. Oh. Yes, probably David. Ask of me and I will give the nations for your inheritance, the uttermost parts of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be wise, you kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve Yahweh with fear and rejoice with trembling. Give sincere homage to the sun, lest he be angry and you perish on the way, for his wrath will soon be kindled. Blessed all those who take refuge in him. That was essentially the same kind of thing. Hmm. Is that a VeggieTales veg thing? Do you clap? I, I don't know. I just felt like it on needed DBS we do. clapping. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Beautiful. So, so this is our new segment. Instead of like, look, listen, everyone, if we had read Psalms all the way through as part of this show, we would literally have been reading Psalms for something like five months straight. Uh, uh, there's so many of them. So instead, we're going to add a new segment, Silly Psalms with DBS, where we're going to read a couple of them each week for the next year and a half instead. <laughs> so there you have it. Get a little dose. A little dose. A little dose at the end. Yeah. 
Okay, well, thank you everybody for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Biblecast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Emily Matlack, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. Yes.